I know you didn't mean to. It kind of just happened. But I need you to stop self-medicating. What's up, guys? My name is Jacqueline, and I am your host. I am a full-time mental health therapist, online anxiety coach, and founder of Team Therapeutic Fitness. I am here to bring you raw, real, relatable content to remind you we are never alone. And today's episode is no different. We are going to dig into the nitty-gritty stuff that no one else wants to talk about around self-medicating and what that looks like for different people and why the heck we are doing it and maybe even how to stop. You ready? Let's do this. I was self-medicating for about six years before I realized what I was doing and it was not a good time in my life. But it looked like it was. It actually looked like the best time of my life. But on the inside, I was struggling and having a really hard time. So when I first discovered alcohol, and not just like, oh, having a sip of wine here or there or trying a beer for the first time. Like when I went all in alcohol as my new bestie. I realized how much I fucking love alcohol. I was like, ooh, I am fun when I'm drinking. I'm outgoing. I don't have anxiety. I don't have fears and worries. And this was not like a conscious thought pattern I was having. It was just like, damn, homegirl, you are fun. You are energetic. Alcohol loves you and you love it. And that's how I made friends in college. I was the life of the party. I was outgoing. Everyone loved being around me. My positive qualities, like my sense of humor and just who I am as a person was like exaggerated when I was drinking and people fucking loved it. So that made me feel good temporarily (laughs) that people loved me. So I kept doing it four or five nights a week. And then I failed my first class. And that was freshman year. I didn't go to many of my classes because I was hungover or there was a party or I couldn't get myself out of bed or there was something else I'd rather be doing. And a lot of us have those stories from college, right? But it didn't stop. (laughs) I failed that first class and I told myself, well, it's math and it's super hard, even though I was a 4.0 student in high school and math is not hard for me. But in college, some of your professors are going to say you have to come to class (laughs) in order to pass the class. And that's not something I was doing. So looking back on it now, this was a lesson that I needed and I'm really glad that it happened this way. But it took me a while to pick up on the problem. So I continued drinking all through college, into grad school. And it wasn't until I was in grad school that 
we were learning about anxiety disorders and I was like, holy fuck, I have that. And, you know, as all good therapists do, we diagnose ourselves. And so I'm like, okay, it's probably not that big of a deal, whatever. You can probably just work on this later in life. And then I started putting together like, girl, how have you survived this? Because I'm pretty sure this has been going on for a while. Like you have been this anxiety stuff, like panic attacks and the racing thoughts and difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. You have all of that and you've had that for as long as we can remember. Okay. Great. Noted. Uh, so how did we deal? Okay. Let's look back. Well, in high school, you were a three sport athlete. You had games or practices almost every day of the week. You were a straight A student. So you had homework and between homework and practices and man, there wasn't really time to think about the fact that, oh, I see what was happening. Okay. So before we discovered alcohol, we worked ourselves to death. I didn't give myself time to think about the fact that I was anxious, overwhelmed, and worn out. Okay, I see. So I just kept myself so busy. Ah, that's how I was self-medicating then. Okay. And then we did the drinking thing and then, okay. And then what happened after that? Oh, right. Well, now we're in a relationship. So we need to put all our energy into that. And then we completed grad school, which took up our whole lives because we were working full-time and going to grad school full-time. And so again, we didn't have enough time. And when we did have the time, we drank. Okay. So then when I got a full-time job, oh, right. I poured my heart and soul into my clients as a way to avoid, but then that one client happened and I saw too much of me in her. And then I had to talk to my supervisor about how I was being impacted by this client and her family and how it was hitting too close to home. And then we had a very intense conversation and we both decided together that I needed to start therapy. And that, my friends, is when my life changed. I started therapy and I did an intensive year working on my anxiety disorder, which was at that point finally diagnosed after 25 years being undiagnosed. Okay. Then I dealt with some shit. Pulled up stuff I didn't know I needed to deal with. And I worked through all of the ways I've been self-medicating with my therapist. And I'm willing to bet you could lay out a pretty similar history of self-medicating right now if I asked you to. Maybe it wasn't keeping yourself super busy. Maybe it wasn't alcohol. But there is something, some maladaptive, unhealthy way you have learned to cope with the stuff that you don't talk about. Oh, and did I forget to mention that unhealthy relationship with food was a big part of that whole timeline? Okay, yeah, because it was. I also self-medicated with food. I used it as a comfort, 
not as a source of energy for my body. Starting to ring a bell. Oh, and then also isolating. So if I wasn't out and about in the life of the party, I was in my room with the door closed, watching Netflix with the lights off in the middle of the day. Or what about that time I thought I would try chewing? Yeah, that lasted all of six minutes, but it was terrible. Or that one time I smoked a cigarette. Again, worst experience of my life. So happy that that did not stick. But these are all the ways that we learn and develop to cope with these things. Excessive sleeping, nicotine, isolation, caffeine, over-exercising, overeating, partying, drugs, alcohol. I bet a lot of those things fit on your timeline somewhere too. In fact, you might still be struggling with those things right now. I still do some of these things. I still turn to food for a source of comfort when I'm really struggling. I still isolate myself when life gets hard because it's easier to just be alone than it is to face it. I still have to very closely monitor my alcohol use to make sure that I never go back to that place again. And I'm willing to place money on the fact that you are too. But I'm curious what your level of insight and awareness is. Do you realize that every single day when you come home from work, you're opening a bottle of wine? Are you noticing that when you take the recycling out on Tuesdays that all that glass is kind of clanging around in the bottom? And you're just telling yourself, Ugh, this was just a rough week. Next week will be better. Or are you coming home from work every day and plopping yourself in front of the TV, grabbing a pint of ice cream, and binging your favorite Netflix show? Or has it been six months since you've reached out and spent time with a friend? Because it seems like it would just be so much work that it's not even worth it. Or maybe you smoke a pack a day. Is that little bit of nicotine is the only thing that keeps you going? Or maybe you have to drink two pots of coffee to even feel ready to tackle every single day because you don't sleep very well. Whatever your vice might be, We all have them. But you already know what I'm going to say. It's your job to identify what it is for you and replace it with better. Maybe the next time you have a rough day, instead of grabbing the pint of ice cream and sitting down to binge your favorite Netflix show, you lace up your shoes and you go for a walk. Maybe the next time you want to crack a bottle of wine, you call a friend, connect, 
meet for a cup of coffee. Maybe the next time you can't sleep at night, you do a little meditation. You practice it over and over and over again until you create a new habit so that you're not sleeping four hours a night and then waking up to drink your two pots of coffee because that's the only way you can function. You're not a victim. You've learned some unhealthy coping mechanisms, but they've got you this far. Now it's time to start slowly making changes. They're not horrible. They weren't useless. At some point in your life, you needed those to make it through. Sure, we could have done better. Sure, things could have gone differently. But they served a purpose, and it's okay to acknowledge that and accept the fact that that helped me in that time, but I want to do differently. I want to do better for myself now that I know better. So what are you going to do about it? you guys so much and I want you to love and appreciate and value your life to the extent that you are going to stop self-medicating oversleeping, isolating drugs, alcohol, nicotine caffeine, isolation, all of it we're going to replace those things with good sleep, good nutrition exercise, movement good relationships We're going to take small steps one day at a time to challenge ourselves, be intentional about how we're living and the choices that we're making so that we can live our best fucking lives. Are you with me on this? Let's fucking do it. And I can't wait to see you guys in the next episode.